You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. My name is Caroline, and I am here today with one of my good friends from church, Brookie Hughes, and her whole crew from Anchored by Family. And I'm just going to have everybody introduce themselves because this is our first group podcast, and I am so excited for the amount of voices that are going to be on today's podcast. So everybody, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Brookie Hughes, and I've been a part of Anchored by Family now for almost two years. We got started in the fall of 2018. I'm Ellie. I go to Parish and Miss Hughes is my teacher. And I heard about Anchored by Family at the beginning of the year and got involved. Hi, I'm Evie. I'm going to be a rising junior this fall. Miss Hughes was my teacher last year. And in fall 2019, I got involved with Anchored by Family. Hi, my name is Angel. And I've been a part of Anchored by Family for about a year, almost a year and a half now. Met Miss Hughes my senior year of 2018 and been a part of it since. Hi, my name is Jonathan Alvarez. I've been part of Anchor by Family for about two years, as long as Miss Hughes. That's awesome. Okay, whole crew is here. So, Bricky, I would just love for you to explain what is Anchored by Family and your vision and what you guys do. And then we'll just kind of talk more about what you have done and what you're excited to do and why you guys as high school students and graduated high school students want to be a part of this organization. So back in the fall of 2018, I had been working a part-time job in a restaurant and I didn't really know the purpose of me working there. And then I realized that I could use the money to give out my favorite book to all my students or whoever wanted one. It's called Through the Eyes of a Lion by Levi Lesko. And after like giving out the book, a group of seven Spruce High School students uh, would stop by my classroom in Pleasant Grove every morning. And we just created this club and like family atmosphere. Like there wasn't a morning where we, you know, missed checking in and saying hi and uh, just talking about the day and everything. And so with like all the student, like those seven students coming together in my classroom, we just started to brainstorm ideas of how we could make a positive change in the community. And so last year, we went through the process of making Angered by Family a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And our like mission is to bring unity to the city of Dallas through mentorship amongst high school students from like different high schools across the DFW Metroplex, as well as high school students and elementary school students in the Pleasant Grove community itself. And our big picture goal is to build a community center, which we have land for, and it's a block away from Dorsey Elementary School, A Plus Academy, and Spruce High School. That is amazing. It's a huge deal. Okay, well, I just kind of want to know more. Like, how did you guys come up with the name Anchored by Family? Because if you just started out as hanging out, when did who came up with the idea to get a name and start an organization? So there was one morning where four of my past students at Spruce, or I guess it wasn't the morning, it was like lunchtime. We we like were in the classroom. And at first the name was Anchored. And then I remember talking to two of my past students, Kayla and Cedric, and we added the by family that day. And then we, the name just got adopted kind of by everybody else. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
So Angel and Jonathan, you guys were part of the this founding class. So what was your initial experience? Well, my initial experience was, you know, everybody that was in this group, you know, had a purpose. You mm-hmm. know, Miss Hughes clearly knows what she wants to do and is changing the community of, of Pleasant Grove. And at first, you know, I was just there to be there, you know, just to see how it was. But as the more I started going every morning, you know, I see that she had more passion for it. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll stick with it. Mm-hmm. So um, we were just coming up with ideas and, and all this stuff did start making sense. And me personally being from Pleasant Grove, you know, I didn't go down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But, you know, there's more kids out there that are. So, you know, I've just it'd be a good idea to get involved in that and make sure that kids that I know and kids that I don't know are not going back down that path in Pleasant Grove. It's mm, really good. My experience for Anchor by Family was... I just went to Miss Hughes' room just to talk with her because I had problems. But as soon as I heard that she was doing this program, I wanted to get involved in it so we can help not just me in the group, but other people get them together mm-hmm. since they may have problems too, so we can help them and get them on the right path. So I really want to be a part of it. This is since Miss Hughes is a really good friend. I wanted to help her out. And it would be a good experience for the community to, to come together. Mm-hmm. So why mentorship? Why did you guys in high school, why are you guys in high school thinking that mentorship is a good idea? A mentorship would be good to help out little kids who probably have like single they they just have single moms, so they probably don't have a father figure so we can help them out and they can grow with their father figure. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, I think that everyone just has different stories and I think it's just really, really cool the opportunity to get to know like younger kids, older kids, just people throughout Dallas and just kind of like share what we're learning, help each other out, form community and relationships. And I think that's just like such a cool way to bring unity. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So I want to just hear a little bit more about you guys, your personal stories and how did you ever have a mentor that meant a lot to you? Because there's a reason why, why you're here in this room. Because you guys think it's important that mentorship is important. And so was there a mentor in your life that did something to help you or that said something to you that made you want to be here today now mentoring kids? Mine actually started, which is kind of funny because I'm just not the kind of person that loves math. Um, Mine actually started with my sixth grade math tutor, Laura, and she's a student at DTS. And so we were both pretty young at the time and she she sort of just came in and I had always really struggled and thought that I was really stupid. And I had a really hard time with math and she kind of came in and just with somehow just helped me connect with it. But also at the same time, she knew that I was a Christian. And I think that on top of being a mentor for me in the classroom and, you know, helping me at home, tutoring with math, she also was always there for me just to check in, to send me a Bible verse. She was just always there and always very present, which meant a lot. Mm. Was there anything that Laura did specifically that you remember her doing? Something specifically I remember is my freshman year, there was a lot of drama going on surrounding homecoming. (laughs) And she she either texted me or called me one day and she was like, hey, like, we're going to go get like coffee and we're going to talk about it. And so she picks me up out of nowhere. She takes me to go get coffee. We go to the movie trading company, which is now like a tradition of ours. We go and get like movies, like random movies. And it was just the best thing ever. That's awesome. Uh I did have one. It was, I would say when I was about 10, 11, we, uh, this was, I started boxing when I was at the age of seven. So, you know, my father being the main figure, you know, but when my dad wasn't there, there was another coach 
His name is Ray Jimenez. And I guess you could say he was a second father. He he was there when my dad couldn't take me to the gym, pick me up, take me, take me home. And there was many days we're getting ready for fights and I'll spend the night at his house. It made it was a warm feeling mm-hmm. and it was like I was a part of the family. And when there was stuff I couldn't talk about my dad with, you know, just I would talk to him and he'll give me advice. And he was overall, you could say, a second father figure for me, mm-hmm. uh, even though to this day, you know, we, we don't really communicate. But, you know, this, the love is still there. We'll make sure he's good. I'm good. We have we went our own separate ways. I don't fight no more, but his his son is a pro boxer. So we're still involved in that. So I guess you could say he was a big impact as well in my life. Wow. That's awesome. I think you just touched on like 10 huge points that mentors need to hear of like, Neither of your mentors did anything crazy. It wasn't going to Six Flags every week that made them a good mentor. It was being consistent and it was inviting them into your fa- into their family and checking in. And so mentors, hear those things because those are huge. Those are the things that stick out to these kids who are now wanting to mentor others of just being consistent. You don't have to do anything crazy with them all the time and loving them and inviting them into your family. And so I just wanted to get to know just more about the vision behind Anchored by Family and what are some crazy wild dreams that you guys are hoping for? Because I know you mentioned a community center, but why, how does mentorship relate to the community center and what is the goal there? Because I think that those are, I think that they go hand in hand, but what is like, what are some big crazy wild dreams that you guys have had and that you guys have brought to the table for Anchored by Family? Well, I think it's safe to say that like nobody's family is perfect, but in like the family of Christ, it is because there's this bond that's like unexplainable. And that even though like we're all imperfect people, just having people who will uplift you and help push you forward into your purpose is just so necessary. And so the name Anchored by Family, it's like you don't have to be blood related to people to see them as your family and mm-hmm. to have that community behind you, empowering you to move forward. So I would say some crazy dreams that you know, my students and I have talked about is like having like more easily accessible and more qualified counselors like in the community to help in like the building that we're, you know, hopeful to Mm -hmm. have. Also community service opportunities just from having taught at Spruce. It just seemed like there weren't those like really cool, you know, community service opportunities to give back. So just a space so that mentorship could be a part of that, like for high Mm -hmm. school students specifically. Well, I think that's amazing because I think it's easy as a high school student to think, well, I need a mentor versus I can mentor. And you guys are rewriting that story because the goal of mentorship is like, and I think that you guys would agree is to raise up disciples. And so it's really, we all need mentors. And so you guys are flipping the script a little bit and saying, well, we can start that when I'm in high school and I can go find the kids that need a mentor. And so what has been like a story or 10 stories about relationships that you guys have started to build with with kids that are younger or things that y'all are doing in the elementary schools and just kind of what are some what are some ways that you guys are seeing mentorship take place? This goes back to boxing for me. It wasn't with Miss Hughes that I was mentoring, Mm -hmm. but now, you know, we have the elementary schools, you know, we can get more involved in, but there was a couple kids at my gym this year. They're coming up, young, hard-headed kids. Me, I'm not perfect, clearly. But uh, there was a lot of mistakes that they were making, you know, that I can tell them not to do, you know. Basically, Mm -hmm. just showing them the ropes, even though my father is the coach of the gym. So, you know, I was kind of that, I guess you could say, brother that puts them in check. So there was, like, I would say about three or four kids. They're, like, my little brothers. 
there even though this is not going on right now you know you still check up on them and mm-hmm. see how they're doing make sure they're doing the right stuff and and while we're in the gym you know it's just straight to business so i guess you could say it's like a little bit of mentoring for me oh and yeah those little kids that's awesome i am just a kid at heart so i just absolutely love kids but uh my brother is actually gonna be in fifth grade this year so he moved to the campus where I'm at for school, um, his third grade year. And a lot of the girls in his classroom, when I had like free time during school or something, I would go down, just say hi and check up on them, maybe even play with them for a little bit. And I think it's, you know, similar to what you said earlier, just that consistency and knowing that there's somebody else there because sometimes, you know, I, from personal experience, like kids don't always want to listen to their parents or whatever. And it's easier for somebody to be there and say like, Hey, that's not cool. Or like, you know, just be a good example for them. That's good. It's real good. Okay. So I want us to think about your own elementary school experience. And so you guys have done a lot of work with Dorsey elementary and are still even, you're still brainstorming ways to serve them, which is amazing. But what is what are a couple things that you wish you had heard in elementary school from a mentor or from someone that maybe wasn't maybe was or wasn't your parent? But what is like one or two things that you wish you had heard on a consistent basis from someone that was pouring into you? Some things that I wish I would have heard. Not everything's probably going to go the way that you want it to go, but you can probably make you can create a path to the, uh, the way you want to make it to. You're probably not going to have a lot of friends. You're probably going to be lonely. So. Try to make friends, communicate with somebody, have a mentor throughout your elementary years. And by the time you're done, probably high school, you could probably go back to elementary, the same school, and help a kid that's probably going through the same thing as you are. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's real good. I always thought it was really cool to have somebody older because I was like, oh, like, she's so cool. She's older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember in elementary school having like a reading buddy. And even though just reading together for an hour at a time when like I was first grader and she was a fourth grader, I think like I just mm-hmm. just the age thinking she was so much cooler because she has more life experience. And then something I guess I wish that I would have heard in elementary school is like how important like community is. And just having friends and like pouring more into that than like necessarily worrying about, you know, getting an A and a perfect score on every test because just material things and things like that, they, you know, fade with time, but relationships don't and they don't Mm -hmm. have to. Yeah, that's really good. Both you and Jonathan said just talking about friends and the importance of making them and keeping them. And also mentors, you have the ability in a season of sadness or when your mentee is lonely you have the ability in the arm to reach around them and say, well, I'm, I will be consistent and I will continue to be your friend and I will continue to walk alongside you um, and continue to show you that relationships are one of the most important things. We have a saying here that relationships change lives. And I think that everybody in this room would agree that that is the case. Um, And you guys are building those relationships to change lives, especially in the Pleasant Grove community. So I just want to ask you guys, specifically Jonathan and Angel, you guys were in the founding class of Anchored by Family. And so what would be some of the biggest takeaways that you guys have from getting together as a group of people and starting a mentoring organization? Like what are some things that you have learned about yourself, about one another? Just what are some of the things that you guys have taken away from the past two years? One major thing that I've learned, like Miss Hughes said earlier, 
it doesn't take blood to be family. Cause uh, when we first started off, I didn't know this kid at all. I didn't know like <laughs> three or four other kids that were in the program. You know, I walked in and I was like, yo, I'm not supposed to be here. I don't know these kids, but you know, the more he started coming every day. So that's the main thing I take away is just blood doesn't make you family. It's the bond and the trust and all of that. And with us seven, we have that, you know, mm-hmm. we're there for each other when we have to be, you know, we, uh, we trust in each other. We, we just do, we can do whatever. If, if I were to go up to Miss Hughes and ask her for something, you know, she'll do it. Hopefully mm-hmm. uh, if Jonathan, the same thing and the other kids, you know, it's just the takeaway is don't always push people away that you don't know at first. Just, you know, I guess, uh, be an open person and take it mm-hmm. for what it is. Yeah. Because yeah. did that trust between all of you guys come day one, the first day that you walked into Miss Hughes' classroom? Not necessarily. It took some time, but like throughout time knowing each other, doing the program, like we got re- all of us, the whole group, we got really close. Mm-hmm. We basically became family already. Yeah. It takes time. I just want everybody to hear that. It takes time. And Ellie and Evie, did you guys know each other before getting connected through Brookie? We knew of each other. We just weren't, we just, I mean, we knew mutually each other, but okay. we never really talked. But now you guys know each other. Yeah. But that didn't, again, it didn't happen overnight. And so mentors hear that too, that it's okay, that it takes time. And Anchored by Family started by meeting every single day in the morning, sometimes after school. And so mentors, if you're seeing your mentee once a week, understand that it might take a while to earn the trust to become family, but that it does happen. And that this consistency that is just a constant theme of this group right here, that trust will will form and that bonds will form and that family really can form, um, even if you're not blood related, which I love. But Jonathan, would you add anything else to what you took away from starting this organization? If a mentor is somewhat struggling for the mentee, mm-hmm. it'll be better um, try to get into his life as much as possible, even if he doesn't kind of want it, but he wants it. Like um, push it so he can know that he can trust you. That's really good because they will push away. Have you found that to be true? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's not fun as the mentor. It's not fun when your mentee is pushing away. Yeah, one of my mentors would be Miss Hughes. Did you push away at lot, first? Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially in the beginning. I remember Jonathan. My first year at Spruce. He would, sometimes he was in my like last class of the day. And so after school, he would stay and talk about things going on and everything. And it definitely took time for him to start sharing more and more. But then I, the second year at Spruce, gave him the book, Through the Eyes of a Lion. So I would love for him to talk on that. Uh, Through the Eyes of a Lion, I didn't know about it until she gave it to me when I read the book. I Then I went up to her and like, told her you wanted me to have this book because I could actually relate a lot to the book really yes I that's my favorite book I read it six times actually oh my goodness and she was six, surprising every other person that I told that's really awesome that so what would be what was what were your few biggest takeaways from that book few takeaways because uh from that book would be well mostly about family because in that book sometimes your family might might not always agree with you some with some certain things but they'll try their best to stay with you as best they can. It's mm, really powerful. That's good. So you gave all these students this book. Mm-hmm. Will you, Brookie, will you talk about this through the eyes of the lion a little bit more and why it means so much to this organization? Yeah. So the book, it's it talks about like Levi's story of him losing his 
his daughter to an asthma attack. And so he like starts out the book pretty heavy talking about that part of his story. But then the book continues to talk about how like every day is a day to like overcome your suffering. And that even though like there are hard things that happen in this life, like there's so much good that can come from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how it just talks about how to like cherish suffering as well as like really instilling in every reader that reads it, like that you have a purpose, that you're unique, that like God made you. And so like, you know, I, you know, couldn't write a book myself, but like if there was one thing that I wanted my students to take away, it was the message of that book. So, yeah. Wow. So do you believe that you have a purpose, all of you? Yes. Throughout the school year, one of my favorite things was Missy's passion about that, about purpose. And it was just like so cool. Like I always felt like when I was in your room, like, I don't know, like I just felt more more like alive because I knew that you believed in like all of us and that you like really understood like that we all have a purpose and I think that really helped me understand a lot more about that myself and I think it's just like so cool like you're such a light because you're so passionate about that and I love it it's amazing so what were some things Miss Hughes would say to you guys as her students in the classroom she well I mean I wasn't her student as we've already said but Every time we left the room in the morning, it was always that one phrase, just make good choices. And that was a constant <laughs> thing. And, uh, you know, it, it sticks, you know, you know, just to know somebody cares, especially at the school that we go to, because I'm going to be honest, which is not a lot of that. Just to have Miss Hughes, you know, make good choices. At the end of the day, you walk in, in the hallway and she's like, make good choices. You know, you just, mm-hmm. it sticks in the back of your head, just thinking about it all the time. And you're like, oh, damn, what if I, what if I do this? And then I tell Miss Hughes, she'd be like, I don't think that was a good choice. <laughs> did it did it sound different coming from her than maybe from another teacher? Yeah. Just Why? Cause, just because, uh, just like I said, the passion she has for it. And I know she loves each and every one of her students. Other students, over, I mean, other uh, teachers over there, you know, kind of just go with the flow. I mean, don't get it wrong. There was some that, you know, cared because mm-hmm. they did like the most. But just with Miss Hughes, it was different just because, you know, I knew her already. Mm-hmm. She, it was just that phrase just stuck in the back of my head. Mm. Really good, Brookie. Good job. So what were some other things that, are there phrases that she says or are there ways that she speaks that stand out that would make you guys think that she's as important as she is? Honestly, that would be the only main phrase that she has ever said to us, but she's still important to us. Oh, come on. There's got to be more than that. Name another one. Well, clearly she like stands out as a teacher because you're all sitting in this room. Well, I didn't say this vocally, but on the board, especially at Spruce, it's like we wrote, there's nothing ordinary about you. I don't know if y'all remember that. Fair enough. So there's another one. (laughs) I think another thing was you would always like, like talk to us, like, like, like it was just obvious that you cared about what was going on in everyone's lives in the room. Like Mm -hmm. you would check in on us before we like really started the class, like asking about the weekend. And at the beginning of the year, you had us like write down like things that we cared about, things that were important. And it was just obvious that we were all like valued. Mm. It's really good. Good job, Brookie. (laughs) So Brookie, for you as not only a leader of now a nonprofit, but just you are a mentor and you have mentored the four of these guys and hundreds of other students just in teaching. And so what are some things that you as a mentor have learned are, are good practices in mentoring? 
listening to other people's stories is definitely one of them and like being intentional and not just like asking questions because you know you feel like you have to but really listening to stories and then also caring enough to like no matter how hard things get like just be there even if you don't know what to say like Mm -hmm. just be there and like show that you care because that I feel like helped me gain a lot of trust amongst my students over the years. Mm. So how did you start asking about their, their stories or their life as a teacher? I think at first I really didn't know how to like go about it, but then throughout, especially my first year teaching, I would, you know, listen to a worship song or like read some sort of scripture. And then I'd write it down and post it on this quote wall. And then as this quote wall started to form more and more, I saw the kind of correlation, I guess you could say, or connection with students starting to see me as someone that they could trust. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. opening up to me about those stories or their stories. That's really good. Wow. Guys, this is amazing. I just want you to know that it is just really, really awesome to sit in a room with people who are being, because Miss Hughes, Brookie, is mentoring you guys right now, just by the way that she cares about you. But then you guys are turning around and mentoring others, which is awesome and desiring to do that. And so mentors know that like your investment matters and that every moment that you spend with your mentee matters. Um, so we have two high schools represented here in this room. We have Pleasant Grove High or Spruce High School and then Parish High School. So ladies from Parish, what would you what do you think that your desire is to see in your school? As a part of Anchored by Family, is there something in your school specifically in your community that you are wanting to see happen through mentorship? Um, I think what Angel said earlier about like walking into a room and not knowing anybody or being friends with anybody, but being open to the thought of growing relationship with other people and building that friendship in that family. And I I wish that Parish had more of that. I mean, I very much so believe that Parish is a, a very well-knit community, but I think that sometimes people get a little too comfortable in their own bubble. And mm-hmm. I think at times it would be really useful and, and special to have people growing outside of that bubble and getting to know more people. That's awesome. I would say better teachers, but not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, not just better teachers, but more teachers like Miss Hughes and some other teachers. Like they actually really, really care about their students, like what's going on in their life. I actually want to connect with them Mm -hmm. and spend quality time with them, even if like it's during class or lunch. So that's awesome. Well, guys, we have another special treat. Hazel is with us. Hey, (laughs) Um, Hazel, will you just kind of give a little background of your beginning with Anchored by Family and how you got started? Hi, I'm Hazel. The way I get got into Anchor by Family was basically through my sister because Miss Hughes was her teacher. And then she introduced me to Miss Hughes. So sweet. The way I got into Anchor by Family is like I said through my sister, she told me about it. And then Miss Hughes started talking about it to to me about it. And and Hazel was like one of the seven that would stop by my yeah, classroom every morning. Yeah, we would come by in the mornings during breakfast. We would talk about ideas and how to help out in the community. That's awesome. I love that. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, so something that I want to ask you guys, if this vision of Anchored by Family is to create a community center, what do you think that Pleasant Grove specifically needs the most? 
Modernismos is, uh, to put the differences aside, just become one whole family. Mm-hmm. That's huge, putting the differences aside. What Pleasant Grove needs is guidance, because, you know, growing up there, especially in the area that we were putting the uh, recreation center, there's a lot of misguided kids falling for the, I guess you could say the, the bad life, I mean, the bad path instead of the good path. And in my neighborhood, there's many of that. And just if you can see those kids come to that center and get the guidance that they need and go down the right path, you know, get a job, go do this, get money, mm -hmm. stack up, all of that. It'll be, that'd be the main goal for this recreation center. It's awesome. Brookie, do you have any other thoughts about that? Yeah, just like a, I think Pleasant Grove, I mean, I'm totally an outsider, you know, coming in, but just like a space and place where people can go and have people around them that they trust. I think trust is like a big mm -hmm. thing, which is the like kind of dream and desire for what the community service or community center would offer to the community. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, then I just want to ask everyone, everyone I want to answer this question of how would you encourage a mentor? Because you guys are mentoring and you're wanting to establish that and raise up other mentors. So if there was a mentor sitting in here that needed encouragement, what would you say to them? I would tell them, take your time uh, with the task. It's not going to be easy, but eventually you'll get there. So good. I would say be consistent. Even if, you know, times get hard, you still have to be there for him or her because you are the mentor. And just give the best advice as possible. Don't lead the kid. If things get hard, just maybe step back, let him do him for a little bit or her, and then just keep applying pressure. Mm, that's good. I think consistency, I totally agree, is key. I also think trust is a big thing. But at the end of the day, I think that bonding is also huge too. So relating to them on some level, talking to them about, you know, what they're interested in, or maybe you have some sort of connection. Again, you know, like Jonathan said, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. But I think doing all those things consistently and being persistent in their life and them knowing that you're there is going to make a huge difference. I definitely agree with all that. Like consistency, I think is super huge. And I think one thing in my life that has meant like a lot through different mentors is like acceptance and just love, like the whole relationship being about love and just kind of like accepting the person where they are and just letting them know that they are loved and valued. And like Jonathan and Angel said, yes, yeah, it's going to be difficult, but don't never give up on them. Build trust. Good. I want to comment on what Ellie said about love. I think there's an acronym for love, which is leading others to victoriously endure. And so just having that like constant belief in, in that person that you're, you know, mentoring. And again, like Hazel said, like never giving up on them, no matter what. There's so much wisdom in this room and you guys are like what people would, I mean, I'm young too, but I just think of scripture where it says like, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. To set an example for believers and like everything that you said is something that I need to hear, that my mom needs to hear, that my grandma needs to hear, that like all these other mentors need to hear because mentoring is hard and starting a nonprofit is hard and getting a group of people together that knows nothing about one another is hard. 
but you guys are doing that and you guys are doing that fearlessly and you guys are walking in your purpose. Even if it's just your purpose for this season, you are walking in it. Um, and mentors need to be encouraged by that, which is just awesome. So we're kind of walking into a new school year. Obviously it looks a little different right now, but what are some things that you guys are wanting to do this year specifically, either by the end of 2020 or school year? Is there anything that you're like, I want to do this? I want to get to know more of the younger kids because I don't think I know a lot of them and I just want to form more relationships. I think bringing unity between different communities, like with people of different race and different beliefs and just everything, especially just given our crazy world right now um, and what's going on, like there's just different demographics of Pleasant Grove and, you know, the Preston Hollow, you know, type of area alone in Dallas. Um, mm -hmm. And so just finding ways to bridge and bring different high school students together as well is, I think, a vision for this next school year. The main thing this year would be to get the word out about Anchor by Family mm -hmm. and get the word out about helping out with the recreation center, the building, the land and all of that. So basically the, the end goal would be this year, even though we're a couple months away, is to get the word out. That's awesome. So we're going to do just that. So how can people get to know Anchored by Family online, social media? Like where can people find you? We have an Instagram account that kind of, you know, portrays our story through pictures. And then we have a website and the blog is something that we're also wanting to be more active on this fall, just with more updates about where we're going, where we're headed, what we're doing specifically. But there is a post right now about our story and like how we got started. And so those are some, you know, online platforms to check us out. And then, yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, I am really proud to know each of you, even though we've just been talking about what you guys are doing because you guys are mentoring and that is a huge deal. So if you didn't take any, if you take away one thing from this podcast, let it be this. You can mentor. <laughs>